All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Midgar Minute Podcast. Oh, boy, do we have a heater for you today. Oh, I can't sleep anymore. <laughs> but uh, to those of you who don't know, I am Chris, and I am joined, as always, by the lovely, lovely Nick. What's going on, everybody? I'm here uh, in my lovely self. Oh, boy, it's, man, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm tripling, tripping over myself today, but before, before we, before we lose our minds entirely, we just want to give a huge shout out to uh, our lovely, lovely people over at the Mosey Gang, uh, those people being Scott, Kyle, AJ, Danny, Kevin, Jillian, Brienne, Matt, Sam, Charlotte, Cameron, Garrett, and then, uh-oh, what? Two more people. What? You can't believe it. I don't believe it. What? We got Dan M and Ryan. Uh, thank you guys so thank much you so for your much, guys. for your loving support. Uh, if you guys are listening to this, uh, I'm not sure who you guys are. If you follow us on Instagram at the Midgar Minute, uh, send us some message over there, and you get us. Uh, we'll get you into the Discord and uh, all that lovely stuff. And if you people, if you want to be in the Discord and talk about memes and the Spice Girls and Things of that nature. I'm going to bring it up every time because it, apparently it's part of the lore now. Um, <laughs> uh, you can. Uh, there's going to be a link in the description of this episode on uh, Spotify. Uh, to You can donate to Anchor, and we also have a PayPal link on our Instagram. But you know what? At the end of the day, as we always say, we're just happy that you're here. We're happy. We are. Exactly. We're, We're over very, the moon. We're excited. Very happy here. I just want to <laughs> just want to punch one more thing in before we let this roll. Sure. Uh, Ryan and uh, Dan, if you guys would, if you're not following us on Instagram, you can either yeah, email do. us at themidgarminute at gmail.com or you could follow us on Twitter, the Midgar Minute. Any, anyway, yeah, find any, some way any, to reach us and we'll get you in this Discord. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, with that out of the way... Well, uh, I think it's been uh, a kind of a busy week, hasn't it? It has. <laughs> it kind of turned into a busy week at the last second. Uh, what, yeah. What oh, I what I miss? Uh, well, um, there's two mobile games coming out. <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> well, we're getting we're getting new we're getting Final Fantasy remake DLC. Who, yes. We, yes, I mean, baby. we, I think I, I, I honestly, I feel like I want to go back and listen to some of our earlier episodes. Cause I feel like we kind of called some of this stuff. I know you, you, you called it. No, 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 no. I said that there wasn't going to be DLC. You oh, called it. Okay. Okay. You called it. Man. Oh, Ooh. Ooh. I have not that. Thank That makes me feel so nice. You like that dopamine uh, boost? <laughs> yeah, I, do. I got more, bro. I, I love it. <laughs> I, I want more, please. Um, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, we're getting Yuffie DLC. Which is uh, huge, I think, uh, like astronomically huge, because it was something that we weren't sure, like for the longest time. I I, I said that it would be a nice I, thing. I gotta say it. She looks fucking great. She looks great, man. Holy she looks great. Shit. She looks so good. Oh my god! You know, I I I've had trouble seeing the jump in graphics from PS4 to PS5, and I guess that's just because nothing I love has been shown. But now that something <laughs> I love has been shown i'm like oh my lord i would have never imagined she'd ever look this good yeah and it's something that you know i uh, saw a lot of people being like oh i don't really see you know because they were doing the breakdown between and and just i guess to cover it all for people who are were living under a rock the past week we got during uh sony's state of play we got uh news about a ps5 up upgrade for uh final fantasy 7 remake 
along with Yuffie DLC. And then tangentially, we also got two other uh, mobile games that we will talk about eventually, but we want to focus on the Yuffie stuff right now. But uh, yeah, dude, that that jumping quality <laughs> uh, from even just from the PS- PS4 to the PS5 version, um, you know, it's amazing how 60 frames a second can make something just immediately look better. Ten times better. And it is something that, um, with well, this, I guess twice as good technically. <laughs> with this, um, with this generation, I feel like what we're gonna see with a lot of stuff is that things are going to, and just like how I was, I don't know if we were, this was one of our uh, off-air talks or, or not, but they're giving you the choice between the two, between if you want 4K or 60 frames a second, and I think that's that should be the gold standard moving forward, right? Because I would agree with that. I, I love to have things at 60 frames a second, and that's great and fantastic. I don't particularly care about, like, HDR and ray tracing and all that other stuff. But, yeah, I you know what? Why are we talking about fucking ray tracing? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, wait, why am I getting tied up in this minutia? It's because consoles? Yuffie looks so damn good. Because Yuffie why. looks so damn good, yeah. Not so only basically, that, dude, the combat. Like, the air God combat. Imagine, imagine they fixed the air combat. It hasn't even been a year, and we're looking at, like, a next, like... All right, we have, for those who may have been just started tuning into us, mm. I don't need to tell the people who have been tuning in, we kiss the ass of this game's combat nonstop because Ex- it deserves it. Yeah, except for the air combat. We, that was the one thing that we definitely came Which in looked on. And, good in that trailer. Yeah, and hey, guess guess who would be good at air combat? <laughs> you A goddamn ninja would. <laughs> A goddamn tiny ninja would. Uh, yeah, I... Man, I want to see so much more of this, but yeah, I... There was so much. It's like it's only like a two minute trailer, if that. But yeah, there's so, so much stuff in there that I just like. I want to know more. I I want to know so much more about it. So, but let's talk about instead of what talking about what we want to know, let's talk about what we do know. So Yuffie is coming into Midgar, um, seemingly during the period in which Cloud is in the Sector Five slums, slumming it with Aerith. This will be chapter eight and a half. Yes. And so so it is, I, I guess I never really thought about it, but it is just going to be woven into the story, right? And it's not, I mean, I guess you could technically play seen, it separately. The only right? narrative points we've seen are basically Yuffie during this in-between period where Cloud is with Aerith. Um, mm-hmm. There's rumors that there's going to be a mystery chapter at the end, a mysterious chapter 19. There's rumors. I don't know how much validity there is to that, but there's supposed to be two new chapters in total. And I'm of the belief that we've only seen one of the new chapters. Yeah. And that's probably the introductory chapter for her where she comes in and, oh, your girl's finally made it to mid guy. And she gets attacked by birds, which I love. <coughs> I love the Moogle first hoodie. Got to talk love, about the Moogle. Hoodie. Yeah, Moogle hoodie. Uh, that's easily uh, if you know. We had made jokes uh, in the past about uh, Square Enix's um, merchandising. Um, <laughs> I really hope that if there is a Moogle hat slash like you know hat like cape thing, I think it. I would buy that. I, I would I'd totally buy, buy that. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just something that like I could easily see. You know if. You know, if, uh, you know, whenever conventions are back, I could see that being a very, very popular cosplay. Yep. Um, well, and I would love to see it. Let's confirm. Let's confirm two theories. One got deconfirmed, thank God. And in my opinion, the other one got confirmed. 
What's deconfirmed was the one we knew all along, but for some reason, part of the fan base needed to learn. No, <laughs> Kyrie was not Yuffie in disguise. Done. Mm, Dead in the yeah. water. Thank God. Number two. Number two. Mm. So this Wu Tai Avalanche conspiracy. Yeah. Seems like it was legit, huh? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like, you know. Confirmed. Kind of like hard, 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 hard confirmed that we don't we still don't know to what extent yet we don't know if they're just working we don't know if yuffie is well we don't know how well connected yuffie is she calls yeah. herself you know she's the, an agent part of, the of the new wutai government and it's like how, who is that government it's like yeah who is that <laughs> is we it just you remains to be seen <laughs> but the the figurative avalanche wutai alliance exists in some capacity yeah so i mean i mean, i i'm gonna take it as since we're now we're going to see a whole other branch of Av- or I guess is the main which branch. Which is what you wanted, by the way. Which is something that I definitely I said multiple times. Like I would love to see, like you know, you the said this inner on our workings. Second episode. Yeah, yeah. Before I think the so. game even came out. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it's like I, I knew after. Well, and now I guess especially after seeing you know what the direction that remake was going in, it's like there's no like if they're going to add stuff to it, like this is the best way. Like, just give me all this extra tangential shit I didn't even know I wanted. Yep. You know? Give me all this extra... Like, I didn't know I wanted more, necessarily, of Avalanche and, like, the higher-ups and, you know, and, the, like, all their... How they're tied to Wu-Tai. And, like, we didn't even know if they were tied to Wu-Tai in the beginning. And now that we know for sure... And it's funny now thinking back on it because I wonder how much of the original... Um, how much of Remake actually is going to be, like, if we go back and play it and be like, Oh, they were setting this shit up for, like, since the beginning. Oh, they were. You know I, can, I, mean? I can say it's that like with I've, confidence. They were. I feel like now, because we're talking about how... Um, we're talking about how the things that they're going to be, like... Potentially with this Yuffie DLC could answer some questions that we had from Remake. And I wonder if there are going to... And, you know, you were saying that, you know... Uh, certain things about how they're handling this is closely similar to how they handle another one of their properties, which I will not name uh, (laughs) for fear of scorn, but uh, you know, that they're sort of laying these sort of not traps necessarily, but they're sort of laying the framework for these mysteries and whatever that are going to be solved late way later on. It's like, it's like they're giving you an ad lib, right? Right. And they leave like two or three words out of the whole page. And it's like, they did that on purpose, because when you flip about five pages over, suddenly those blanks fill in, and it breaks your brain. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're all here for. Yeah, and honestly, like, honestly, seeing the way that they were handling just remake uh, part one in in general makes me kind of excited for those sorts of things, because I want to go back now and have that... Like, oh, you know, what does this mean? Like, oh, this, oh, or this is what this meant all along. Well, or, listen, you know. we, well, here's the thing for anyone who's upset by the previous Kyrie theory deconfirmed. Kyrie is not fake news. No, she's a, she's a character. The truth she, ain't free, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, t- <laughs> I totally forgot about that. That's a, that's a, which, which by the call. way, this also plays into what you and I have been predicting for Barrett, which this was not something relatively explored in OG. But that he's sort of going to have this falling out with the idea of Avalanche. You yeah, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what meeting Yuffie's going to be to him when he's like, oh, I'm with Wutai, working with Avalanche. And then he'll just be like, yeah, what? If, what? If we all remember how he reacted to Kyrie insinuating that they were. We ain't no damn pawn to Wutai. <laughs> we ain't Wutai's puppet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Oh man, but yeah, the the implications of this DLC. Uh, I I I don't want to see. Here's the thing: is like when I first saw this, as because I was watching the state of play live when it was happening, my mind was like spiraling out of control. I was just like, <laughs> "What the fuck is? What does this mean? What is blah blah blah? All these things." And I don't want to say. And I, the way that uh, I believe it was Nomura said that this is a this is a step, a mid step between part one and part two. Yep. Which means that we're not going to get anything else related to remake before part two comes out in terms of like, that's how I interpret that is like, we're going to get this DLC and that's going to be the only thing in between part one and two. I guess I say with the only exception of that, and we'll get into this later, but the only exception of that I would say is the new Sephiroth chapter coming to ever crisis. Yes. Might be the only remake relevant new information between now and remake part two. Yes, and then uh, yeah, we we will get on to Ever Crisis and First Soldier, but I think just just real quick, just overall, uh, I love I love everything about the, the this Yuffie trailer, um, the if everything from Yuffie herself. Uh, we got we got a new character, so known Kizakabe. Um, I I watched the trailer so many times, I I know that dude's name like by heart now. Um, <laughs> well, let's be let's let's pause for a second. Let's sure. pause for a second because I almost feel like this was done on purpose, so we can get into this when we flesh this out a little bit more in a later episode. But mm. was there that party that for a split second was like Zach, Zach, Zach? And actually, you know what you know what I had when I first saw it. I thought it was Sid. You thought it was Sid because I, when I be saw when I saw the character walking down saying, "Oh, I'm back," and I you see you can only tell that he has a long weapon on his back. Yeah, because Sid I, has that. Yep. Yeah, Sid has a spear. So I was like, "Is that Sid?" You know, and it's funny because I wonder, I wonder how much in this DLC. Now I'm thinking about it. Now is I wonder how much we're gonna get for other characters. Like, are we gonna get a scene? You know of. Uh, Vincent at some point are we gonna are we are we at some point gonna see you know uh, for for I, I think, don't I don't know for what reason but like I you know think what I they, mean? they only showed us breadcrumbs man I'm convinced of that they only showed us breadcrumbs they told us there's gonna be two chapters all I saw was stuff that looks like it could fit into one chapter like mm. they showed us Weiss like, we could touch on Weiss for a second who mm. showed up at the end that was a big thing that had everybody googling Weiss and Dirge of Cerberus <laughs> me, but... t- me included <laughs> So I'm like, what's deep ground? What the fuck is this? What am, why am I hearing deep ground all of a sudden? Um, but Whis has been confirmed to just be a secret boss. Now, yeah. there's two ways they could go about this. He could legit just be a secret boss that's in the VR system that has no implication. But one thing Square has a trope of doing with secret bosses is the secret boss is an event that takes place in the future. Mm. And then when we circle back to the story, where we'll be filling in the gaps now so, I, it is worth noting that in that in the trailer we do see them fighting some dudes that uh, are in like some Tron suits, which yeah, I, I have been told that is very much that is a dirge of Cerberus thing. Um, so I'm assuming, and it seemed like in the area in which they were fighting, I don't know if that was supposed to be in Shinra Tower, in like Hojo's lab, or if that is in the Shinra lab underneath Sector Seven, but. If it is the one underneath Sector 7, which we had said previously was linked to Dirge of Cerberus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the implications of that is that Dirge of Cerberus... Basically, for all of us, in, me, myself included, uh, who thought that Dirge of Cerberus was going to be yeeted into the you know non-canonosphere with this with remake coming out boy oh boy was i fucking wrong <laughs> they not only is dirge of cerberus 
staying around. They are doubling the fuck down and including it actively within the new uh, continuity, which that part is what blows my mind the most. Like, I could see them keeping stuff from Crisis Score. I could see them keeping stuff from even Advent Children, right? But Dirge of Cerberus, I feel like, was the most, like, colloquially hated Final Fantasy VII compilation thing from anybody that I ever talked to about it. And it's like, no. Like, it's very interesting to me that they're, like, they're holding their ground with it. And, like, they could have just thrown it in the trash. Well, I think it's because, again, and this is something we talk about, these are people with a vision. They've been trying to... That's why some people... I think some people who are kind of bugging that the things are going to be different, I think what's worth considering is things are different because they want to flesh this story out the way they've been trying to, and they finally have the means to do so in a much more efficient manner. Right. Um, and then they can fine tweak things on the way. And who knows, maybe at the end of all this, we'll be like, man, there's a service that actually really cleaned it up or, you know, it's something that I think like- that's exactly what you're going to see happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about this in the pre-roll, but um, like, it really seems to me like th- with remake, there was an active effort to pre-establish or establish all the compilation material here, right? Mm -hmm. You saw it with Zack's survival and everything going on with Zack, crisis core establishment with Mm -hmm. everything Sephiroth and the Black Wing, and this might actually be Advent Children, Sephiroth, Advent Children. Like, Advent Children was incorporated through the goddamn box art or, you know, the key art. Yeah, and Uh, even the the dialogue in the game was kind of like, you know, reminiscent of that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah. And then you had the whole final chapter, which was very reminiscent of ad- more Advent Children. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you got this dirge of Cerberus that's being dealt to you. Yeah, and, um, and we at this point we don't know, you know, uh, with uh, we don't know how much before Crisis stuff is going to be in there. But it's I just some, like that, that it's that's all being brought up to know? speed at once. Like I, I like mean, that it, I like that it's all being brought to the plate at once. I think this is the right way to do it. Absolutely. As, a, as opposed to like, all right, well, we're we're gonna flesh out Crisis Core stuff like during this part of the installment, but then we'll do more during this part. It's like instead of just like trying no, to like just amalgamate it, it into one thing. Yeah, it's like oh, we won't touch Dirge of Cerberus until we get to part three. It's like that wouldn't have been the way to do it because then we get to part three and we're like, oh, we thought you weren't gonna. Do, do that this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, yes, putting it all up front and being like, no, we're incorporating everything into it right away is a better way to go about it, absolutely, instead of, you know, kind of spoon-feeding it and be like, oh, maybe we're doing this, maybe we're doing that. And now it you feels know? like everyone's story's happening at once, right? Like, as opposed yeah. to it all instead happening... It, exactly. It, yeah, I was going to say, because you got to remember that the compilation material, uh, you know, because OG FF7 was 97 that came out in, right? Yep. And then Dirge of Cerberus, which I think was the last thing to come out on... Was that? No. Wait. I think maybe Advent Children was the last... I'm trying to remember the last thing to come out as far as compilation material. I'll, I'll look material. it up. You keep going. I'll look it up for you. I'm pretty sure because you got to remember, it was basically over a decade's worth of time had, had passed between the original FF7 and all this other compilation material that came out, right? So I think, and there's been some, there were so many different things, you know, during, and that's, you got to think over multiple generations and, uh, you know, different media formats. (laughs) Yo, uh, yo, they're separated by, sorry to interrupt you, but they're separated mm -hmm. by one year. Advent Children's 2005, Dirge of Cerberus 2006. Okay, so yeah, Dirge of Cerberus, yeah, okay. So basically, so almost a full decade of all this Yo, stuff Christ, and, and then crisis course 2007 they went on a fucking roll 
Yeah. So all right. So then, yeah, a full a full decade then of compilation material, and I don't know if I don't know about. It took them um, ten years to get a banger. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like I don't I don't know, um, you know, I don't know in which um, direction that they were going to head in necessarily. But you got to remember, it's like all these things were separate, and I felt like I always treated them separately too. You know what I mean? Yes. And I wonder if they felt the same way. It's like yeah, it's about the same story, or it takes place in the same universe. But I wonder how much of it where they were actually trying to keep it cohesive. You know what I mean? Because yeah, how do you put it? Advent Children and Crisis Core don't feel like the same narrative. Exactly. And it's something yeah. of like, you know, you, you watch it like, oh, this just feels like a different interpretation of these characters. And yes, Advent Children, especially, um, you know, but then, of course, you got to think of like, oh, there's this huge time skip and, and stuff like that. And maybe who knows, maybe in this new remake, we'll maybe we'll get all the way up to Advent Children. Maybe we'll get all the way up to Dirge of Cerberus. Maybe they'll just incorporate the full timeline into this new meta timeline that we're I in am now. telling you all I am calling my shot. I will say it anytime it's relevant. The final shot of remake, the whole thing is the final shot of Advent Children. That's, yeah. that's me calling my shot. I'm going to keep saying I could, it. I could see it. I, I'm, 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 it's still too early for me to put my, uh, my two cents in there, but I could definitely see that happening. I could see them because the way, to, at least to me, the way things are starting to stack up now is that all this, all of everything in the FF7 universe is going to be called to action here. Which Basically. is so funny, right? Because that kind of plays in with the idea that we kind of fucked fate two ways towards the weekend. So now, like, all the yeah. events are scrambling and like yeah. rescrambling. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder how much. I wonder how much they're gonna play into that. Of like, oh, you destroyed fate, so now everything's all over the fucking place. And it's all scrambled. Yeah, it's like yeah, now anything can happen at any time. You know, so like we could have. Who knows? We could have the full party by the the end of the next game. I and think I, it's very possible. I think it's it should be. I mean, I don't know. Well, let's spin off that for a second because this is something we've been talking about. Mm. The speculation that there might be multiple parties coming our way. Yes. Who's and in think... those parties is yet to be seen, but I feel like this Yuffie DLC sort of gives us that impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, at least they, they. I feel like they could do it. At least, to me, it made it seem more viable of an option. I think there's so many characters and they have to build so many move sets that it's almost inevitable. Yeah, and it's like I feel like that is the only way that you could really because, you know, I'm not expecting you know, I mean, I don't know if they're going to be making at least from what we've seen, it doesn't look like there's going to be any like mechanical changes to, at least to like the combat and stuff in this in this yeah. uh, DLC and I don't know about the future parts of remake or anything. But it seems like, you know, all these characters and we we know even from remake is that all these characters felt so different and unique. And it's like if we're going to have a party of like eight, nine people by the end of this thing, you know, it's like, yeah, we're, we're good there. There are either some some characters are going to get sidelined or, you know, we get we break everyone up and do their own little things here and there. Right. And you can maybe choose who goes in which party or whatnot. But there's going to be like captains you know, moving forward or who knows, maybe you could change. What well, the one thing I is, would like you know. to see in the future installments, small little wish list here is that you can choose who you control in the overworld. I, I would really right. love that. Yeah. I know. I, I know. I remember you saying in one of our episodes that you, that that's something that you want. I mean, I, to me, 
that's not like a, a deal breaker if they didn't include that. So it's I mean, not a deal breaker. It's just one of those. Th- it's like that nice and being able touch. to change the skins. Those are just two things yeah. I love whenever yeah, they're absolutely. included in and the game. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, you know, if they do introduce, you know, uh, costumes and stuff, especially, you know, if we if we go into different eras of FF seven uh, over the course of this whole thing, it would be cool to like. Yeah, I would love to like have Tifa go around in her Advent Children outfit, you know, because her yeah. Advent Children outfit's fucking rad. And uh, same same thing with most of the other characters. Um, or hey, it would be a good chance to introduce maybe new, maybe give them some new outfits, new well, designs. Well, listen, listen, listen. You know, Nomura's fighting for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he can add some more belts. The dude wanted to be a fashion designer until I think I, I think I read this that like he was approached and was like, well, why make them for people when you can make them. For, 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 for game characters. <laughs> he was like, well, it, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, shit, man. This, they're just very much, I mean, there's a whole, uh, you know, they did that with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Like, that jo- that manga and everything around that is very fashion-centric yep. later on, especially in that there, there's complete fashion lines in real life based on JoJo. So it's like, I could totally see... You know, a uh, a Shinra collection of, or a, you know, a oh here's uh here's our Wu Tai collection of of uh, <laughs> fashion <laughs> items, including this Moogle hood. Um, <laughs> I'll buy yeah. the Moogle hood. You had me. I, Moogle hood. I man, it's just the yeah. The, there's so much potential that has been reawakened through this, and it's something is so simple. It's like oh, this is just a Yuffie DLC, but it's like crazy how much it's like oh well going forward and i think going forward we are gonna see whoever we don't get introduced to or who we it doesn't even have to be character because i i remember saying i when i thought that oh there's gonna be dlc that they were gonna have dlc for each like party member almost Mm -hmm. but like what if you know because if we do meet the rest of the party by the next uh by the end of remake part two I could see them maybe putting out some DLC of like, oh, here's just like a side story that has maybe nothing to do with the overall plot or maybe not necessarily something like that. But you know what I mean? It's like the the option for them to like give us other DLC and have that be another way to kind of like, you know, if because we don't we still don't know how long we're waiting for remake part two. So for them to give us like a just a little bit more content a little something to chew on yeah give me give me like i i want them to drip feed me that content <laughs> for for however long it takes until the shit's done well um, i just like i just like the dude like with this trailer it gives you a sneak peek of what's coming our way mm-hmm. and it looks like i honest i'm honestly starting to believe this just from the little bit of this yuffie dlc we got to see it seems to me like seven <sighs> Seven remake. Ah, oh, God, I gotta get these words out. Fuck. <laughs> I <laughs> know it, there's so much. There's so much going on. There's so much going on, but it's like it. It almost seems to me like this game was always meant for the new hardware. It almost seems like they had to compromise the oh, game yeah. to put it on PS4. Because like I, <laughs> they pumped this PS5 shit out real quick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, within a year of uh, the game coming out. Yeah, they. I think they were totally like. I wonder if there was a discussion at some point of like, should they wait? Imagine if the remake was a launch title for the PS5. Oh, I would have been sold. Imagine, imagine if they waited that long. That would have that would have been interesting. Actually, that would have actually made the PS5 launch uh, interesting in any way. And honestly, if I'm being real with you, 
I think remake would have been received. Not that remake wasn't received well; it obviously was. But I think it would have been received even better if we got to play the PS5 version of this. Oh, thing. absolutely! I mean, I love in the in the comparison video that they show that they even show that um, when you're climbing um, when you're climbing up to Shinra Tower, you know, and it's like the nice sunset view. Mm-hmm. And that was the one area that I and I think a lot of other people were like, oh, I don't know, this JPEG as the background doesn't look very good. Mm-hmm. But they made a point to be like, oh, see. And then the other joke I was I saw people saying is like, no, we need to see Cloud's apartment door now. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that high texture? Is that texture improved? And I guess we'll, we'll find out. But I mean... It looks, I mean, it is... It looks remarkable. It looks almost night and day to me. There's like no There's no better. texture issues anymore. Yeah. Let's put and, it that way. You know, a game that was already... I had almost no complaints, uh, aside from those little graphical things. Because everything else about that game was phenomenal. And it's like, now we're going to get that again, and it's going to look better, and it's going to run better, and the load times are, like, non-existent. It's like yeah, yo, the load times was something else. Which I love how that is a part. That is like a thing that, that people will put on the back of the box now. It's like oh, no, loading times. What loading times? <laughs> that like they can flex like oh, it loads in like three seconds or whatever. Which uh, you know, hey, that's hey, I- I'm and like, good and for apparently the quality reason, of life features. You know? So I looked into this, right? I looked into this because I was like, why? Why did ff7 have these texture issues in the first place when it's running on a ps4 and then you know you see it on the ps5 and it all looks remarkable like you said it's night and day for a game that already looked good it's night and day yeah and i found someone on twitter who's a unreal engine 4 game developer and the way he put it is unreal engine 4 texture streaming is already solid as is in fact more robust than unity's the Mm -hmm. problem however is ps4 hardware bottlenecks it rather quickly with the shared eight gigabytes of ram developers don't have much space luxury for storing video memory eight gigs of ram yeah jesus there are phones that have more (laughs) yeah that's kind of crazy actually and that's what all these ps4 games were made on dude yeah, because I because you know with Unreal and stuff, I know that there's like the you know the you know texture pop in kind of stuff that that was how they kind of figured that out of like all right, well we'll load this really really shitty muddy version of this texture and then load in the actual texture as you like, get as closer, you closer to, to it, it or you know or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's crazy. I didn't think it was gonna if it was bottlenecking it that much, but it totally well, makes a lot of sense. Well, because these. Sense now. These games are getting bigger and bigger in memory yeah, size, yeah. you know? I mean, shit. I mean, uh, you know... I think 7 look, Remake's the biggest game on my PS4. You, you look at any look at any game that has come out in the last two or three years, uh, just visually and graphically, uh, they've been absolutely amazing to the point where it's like... We were even talking about how we've, we've reached sort of a plateau almost in terms of, like, graphical quality. Um well, that's why a lot of the graphical increases you're going to see are with frames per second. Right, right. And I think that's that's where we need to go because that's, <laughs> you know, I mean, I've seen shit like the, you know, <coughs> everything from, from FF7 Remake to Devil May Cry 5, uh, Last of Us Part 2, Red Dead 2. Like, those, all those games are, they look so fucking good. And it's like, how do you make these games better? Make them run smoother. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. That's all you need. Really, it's all you really can do, anyway. Yeah, so I'm. I'm hoping, you know, and you know, we were. I guess we could kind of touch on the fact that this Ufi DLC is going to be PS5 only. Um, on uh, well, 
asterisk barring that there isn't a PC port where in which they also put it out on there, which I could see, I could see a PC port happening. I don't know if they would put the UFI DLC out day and date with it because I'm assuming that they probably have an exclusivity thing. Well, yeah, the ex- Sony's exclusivity runs out on April 10th. So even if there was a PC port or Xbox port coming, there there would be non-disclosure agreements that it can't even be mentioned in the slightest until after April 10th. Yeah, so Which, we don't... Just so, I, just so I can give everyone a little bit of hope. Anyone mm-hmm. who might have a PC out there, a little bit of hope. Yeah. there's There might be a reason this that was showcased during a Sony state of play. Yeah, because it's still in effect. And it's like one of those things that, you know, you hear even like, uh, you know, they they showed off that dodgeball game. Uh, I forgot yes. what it was called. And I thought that was a Nintendo exclusive thing. And then they were showing it on the Sony thing being like, oh, this this new Sony game. And I'm like, what? You mean this game that I saw on Nintendo Direct last week? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I, obviously, you know, something like that, uh, a, a small budget sort of uh, dodgeball game is not going to have the same uh <laughs> the same uh you know contrivances made for as something like FF7 remake would absolutely so i think if there is a possibility of, of those things we are not going to hear a single peep about it until the ex- exclusivity runs out and you bet and that's why here's the thing and here's the thing i'm going to let everyone in on what i'm doing at least this is not advice this is just the perspective of a goon through oh, the internet so I have this PC, and I would love to play Seven Remake DLC on this PLC, PC mm-hmm. and not have PLC. to fight PLC and not have to fight Blood Tooth and Nail to try and get a PS5 and ah. not give in to the scalpers. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's another thing. Just because we were going to probably touch on eventually, anyone and I and I say this to anybody: do not. And I repeat, do not give your money to scalpers. I don't care how desperate you are. I don't care if this DLC is coming out tomorrow. Yep. Do not give any of your money to those people because they don't deserve any of your money. They don't deserve any of your money. And just remember, like, at the end of the day, and this is something Square Enix is very, very aware of. This is the 21st century. And I'm not trying to say this to dismiss anyone who's upset that they can't get a PS5. Believe me, I'm one of you. Very upset. But at the end of the day, if June 10th comes and you don't have your PS5, every single bit of this DLC, story-wise and even gameplay-wise will be available for you to view. Like, you're not yes. going to fall behind in the story. Like, we were talking to the pre-roll. Crisis Core came out 2007. I didn't get to see that shit till 2009. You know? because yeah, YouTube barely existed at that point. So, it's like... Exactly. You know, and now it's like we have people streaming it day one. Dude, the yeah, cutscenes will be leaked a month before. We've yeah, seen it. Yeah, and it's it. obviously... Obviously, it's not the same it's as not playing the same. it. You it's know, because we same. just went through Crisis Core and we didn't play it. We were just watching it. And it's like, yeah, there's something missing there. But... I feel like if you're worried about, you know, uh, story content and things like that, there's going to be ways for you to ingest that type of stuff. Absolutely consume you know? it. And I think, and, I, and again, just to get back to what I'm doing, because I've got a feeling you have to remember something. And we talked about this too. Square makes no money making this a PS5 exclusive. They're doing it because you all saw the combat. You saw the way that game looks. They're moving forward with Remake. To give us the best Remake, they don't want to use 8-year-old hardware anymore. They want to use the new up-to-date stuff, hence the Integrate title. Um, Mm -hmm. But here's what I think is going to happen. Because Sony and Square are not dumb. They know that a franchise with one of the biggest followings in the world, as far as franchises go, we were all Googling where to get our PS5s this past Mm -hmm. week. Mm -hmm. I think... Sony has a restock in mind 
coming very soon. I think they're going to restock because oh. they'd be silly not to. Because because they know they they there's no way that they wouldn't know the current state of things. Yes. You know, and that's been going on since the PS5 has launched, you know, since December or when well, no, the did it come out in November or December? I don't remember. November. Anymore. November. Yeah. So basically ever since it launched there's been a stock issue and there's a whole thing with all these scalpers and everything. So they they know that this stuff's happening and they know that they would be absolutely completely, you know, even you, you look back last year at Nintendo, right. With the switch going, you know, when animal crossing came out and you know, the pandemic was starting to hit and it's like, yeah, there were problems with, you know, dealing with the pandemic and resupplying stuff. But now that we've, we're a year, Jesus, we're a year separated from that now. And it's like, I feel like these companies now have a better workflow to, yes. um, to alleviate those sorts of uh, concerns. I think, you know, I'm not, I'm sounding like I'm a Sony spokesperson, but you know, <laughs> we, you know, we're taking every chance we can to alleviate all these concerns. Um, but I, 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 you know, and I'm not the kind of person that's like, yeah, we should automatically believe that this company is going to do the best thing for the consumers. Cause time and time again, they have not done that, but um, <laughs> I think Facts. they would be, they would be completely brain dead to not at least have some, something in their mind to at least not if not to get a restock or, or or you know restocking stuff this month maybe next month you know any month leading up to because we still have three months until this dlc comes out so yep there's that's a lot of time in between and i feel like you know because i i was able to come across a ps5 and i that was ju i just lucked out from best buy just was able to i got there at the right time and and was able to get one so I think there's going to be more opportunities like that. It's not going to be as bad, like where you're going to be checking trackers every day. You know, you have to be checking, you know, you got to keep refreshing the page. I don't think it's going to be that bad moving forward, but who knows? I think, but I think at least as for right now, I'll hold my tongue because here's the thing. If you're upset about this thing being PS5 exclusive, like you are validated in that, right? It, do, it does. Oh, for kind, sure. It does kind of Absolutely. suck. And like, I can see where Square's coming from, where it's like, they want to move on to the new hardware and they want to deliver the best product possible. And Cyberpunk showed us you can't do both. Yeah. Like, you can't mm -hmm. do both. You can't have something next gen. At least not at the same time. Not at know? the same time, right? Um, but I, I want to have good faith that this move was made knowing there's a restock in, in flux, that there's a restock coming because you got to think about it right like if you're square you have nothing to gain by limiting the access to your product you have n literally nothing to gain by doing that and if you're sony you have nothing to gain by having this state of play and hyping people up for heart for software where no one even has the hardware to play it yeah yeah so you have to think at least for now and i again three months from now i might be the clown right i'm willing to willing to take that risk but I, I do believe you're going to see a healthy restock within the next few months so that this DLC is more accessible, accessible. to more people. Right, absolutely. And it's like, yeah, there, there are a lot of problems. And I know people have a lot of different opinions on on this. And it's like, of course, you know, you can't really... It's like, I wish, I wish that they would, you know, at least release the DLC at the very least. Like, I could see them not releasing part two on the PS4, but releasing the DLC... I understand people being like kind of extra upset and like I totally understand. But here's the thing, dude. It's like if Yuffie is only going to predominantly appear in part two, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here because again, want to make oh, it clear. Sure. I understand yeah. these grievances. I'm just trying to get all the perspectives in here. If you're going to build Yuffie from the ground up, why are you going to build her for the ground up for both PS4 yeah, and PS5? Totally. And it's like I'm I'm definitely in the camp of like I want to see this shit get pushed to the fucking extreme. 
So yes. like, of course, I want them to be on the most highest end gear possible. You know, whether that be PC, because like, if they do release it on PC, that does leave a lot of room open. I mean, it doesn't. It makes it more accessible, but again, if it's going to be as graphically intensive as we think it is, it you know, you're going to need a decent PC to run you're it. You're going to need a decent PC. Look, you're 100% right. So, I think I think with all the excitement that this DLC brought us, this is a little bit of rain on the parade, but I'm I'm hopeful that it'll be more accessible to more people in the future. And I think absolutely. at the end of the day, the future of this series is coming is going to be on PS5. Like, you're not going to play sure. through this For remake sure. without a PS5. And I yeah. think... It sucks, and this is something I myself have to grip with because I want to have it by June 10th. But I just think back to my younger self who had to wait two years to see anything Crisis Core. And it's like, if I have to wait two months to see anything, I won't have to wait two months. It'll be ready for me. But it's like, I'm trying to look at the bright side of things. I'm trying to stay positive. There's a legitimate grievance here. But I do have good faith that there's a healthy restock in the works. Yeah, for sure. And I, I I would like to believe that as well. And, you know, like I said, like we've been saying, it's like if, you know, it's not like you're going to have no access to it at all. You know, exactly. it's, you know, you might not be able to play it yourself, but, you know, if you want to experience this stuff, you'll be able to experience it. You know, at the end of the day, you know, if you can't get a PS5 by the time the DLC comes out, you'll you'll have stuff to, to play it or to experience it on, I should say. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I I don't I don't know what really else I mean we I guess we still haven't talked about Ever Crisis and First Soldier yet. <laughs> I think we should. Oh, well, look, we did the good thing. We gave Yuffie and the DLC about forty minutes. I don't think we need that much time to talk about the no, games. No, no, because we we'll don't give really them their own much. episode and flesh them out. But I think just as first impressions, can we talk about Ever Crisis first? Because I'm infinitely sure. more excited about that. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So Ever Crisis is something that I think we were kind of close in our prediction of what it was going to be. Uh, as a re like a, a remastered sort of collection of all the compilation material. I this is another one I have to give you. This is another one I have to give you. That's on you. I did not think that. I thought Ever Crisis was going to be the DLC. Yeah, and and, I thought and, it was going to be Zach DLC. Because yeah, and I mean I thought it could, it probably could have went either way, but I wanted it to be that because I maybe I guess I kind of knew ahead of time, or I guess was I just was thinking maybe along the same lines as as. Um, Square is like, you know, they seem to be introducing or reintroducing a lot of the compilation stuff. So it's like, it would make a lot more sense. Like if they were going, cause everyone for years and years and years, everyone's been like, oh, we need a crisis core remaster or, or, or reissue or whatever, or a port, whatever. Right. And it's like, now would be the best time for that because you're reintroducing Zach and, and all these other things into the, this new narrative. So what better time than it would be to you know, re to give us another way to experience those things. And then it's not exactly what I, I was legitimately thinking. It was just going to be, Hey, here's crisis core. Here's dirge of Cerberus. Here's before crisis in this collection of like, here's just the reg, the, the original games. But what we're actually getting is a completely from the ground up retelling of all of, of everything from FF seven OG to advent children to before crisis, crisis core and dirge of Cerberus all being told in this episodic sort of uh, chibi, like I say, it looks a lot like the OG FF seven with the isometric sort of view. Yo, um, and the artwork though, yeah, is oh, the, so fun, the por- dude. That portrait art looks so fucking good. Seriously, um, and then and then for the battle sequences, it's like the full on PS four remake models. 
um, which is interesting considering all these other games that are... So are we going to be seeing high-def models of Zack and Vincent and, you know, all these other characters? You know what I mean? Dude, I know exactly what you mean. Like, and that's that's exciting to see. And, like, I'm... I'm curious, um, and and just to dispel, because I know that there's a lot of people who are who are spreading this information that uh, that Ever Crisis this is going to be a full blown remake of all these games, and that is absolutely at least from it's the not the truth. It's not what's coming from yeah from what I've been what from what I've seen and all the things that I've been shown. Um, that is not I'm I I think it's going to be you're going to replay key events from these games yes in this new style and you know it's going to be like oh you're going to play oh the the initial bombing run right and then it's going to have you know you're going to have either some maybe some text or like some voiceover or something being like oh and then the 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 avalanche crew went back to sector seven and blah 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 blah. you know there's going to be some you know it's going to be more of a condensed experience which honestly i'm totally cool with as well because to me, Ever Crisis is going to be this thing that you can just, it's an updated version of a, uh, you know, you can go back to it and be like, oh, I want to relearn what happens during Crisis Core. I want to relearn what happens during Dirge of Cerberus, right? And it's a more convenient way for you to experience that kind of stuff. And I wonder that when it's all out and done, you can maybe watch it. Because actually, the first thing that made me, what I thought of when I first saw this was... Uh, when they released Kingdom Hearts, when they released the Kingdom Hearts like collection on the yes. PlayStation that had all the everything, every in it. single game, and I'm thinking, oh, okay. My initial thought it was going to be something like that, where it's like, okay, we have be- we have before Crisis, but it's just going to be like a video, you know, it's going to be like a movie, like telling you, oh, this is what happened, right? Mm-hmm. So this is kind of, it's obviously going to be more interactive than that, but I feel like it's kind of that's what we're sort of getting. In this in this new Ever Crisis collection is kind of just like oh this is just a condensed you know kind of compendium of the compilation I I, I love how that comes full circle because I if you remember the early days of this podcast I always kept calling it the the compendium the compendium the, I the remember Final I Fantasy do remember VII that. compendium <laughs> and now we're gonna have a Final Fantasy VII compendium in in Ever Crisis here with all the compilation stuff in it and uh, I think. The only thing that is weird about it is that it's coming out in 2022, which to me says that we're not getting remake part two at least until 2022. At least, um, which is you know, I guess it's better knowing that it's like not 10 years away, potentially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and I'm I'm excited for it, and um, you know, uh, we were kind of talking about this at length during uh, the pre-show, but. Uh, people being bummed out that it's a mobile game. Um, there are other ways to play mobile games now than just on your phone. Yep. Just, uh, you know, I was watching uh, Maximilian Dude's video, uh, and he kind of goes into, there's this, there's this program called Bluestacks that you can download if you have, uh, like, uh, I guess if you have, like, the Google Play Store and stuff. And you could just emulate the game on your computer, and not, not by, not when I say emulate, I don't mean pirating. I guess technically you could do that too, but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> um, I wouldn't recommend it either. Uh, you know, you can play, you know, and I think there's a way for iPhones and stuff. You can like hook it up to your Apple TV or something that you could play it on a bigger screen. Right. So it's not just you, you know, you're not going to just be playing these games on your phone and having to deal with that or your tablet or whatever. Right. So I think people being bummed out that it's a mobile game and not on, on console. You got to remember 
in Japan, at least, consoles aren't really that big in Japan. Uh, they haven't been for a long time. Uh, the, the the biggest console in Japan is the Switch, and that's because it's half a handheld. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, uh, you know, so seeing, you know, and smartphone gaming has always been bigger in Japan for, she's for as long as, I mean, they were, they've been pioneering mobile gaming since before we had, like, the app store and things oh, out here. Well, look, it's, it's important, I mean, it's important to consider how big mobile gaming is in Japan. Did yeah. you did you bring that up? Did I did I completely miss you bringing that up? No, no, no. I, I think I was just about to get around to that. There's like, yeah, mobile gaming is huge in Japan. It's it's the biggest way to game in Japan. Yeah, and, and it's, it, it has makes, to be considered. You know, yeah. like we you know we take you know sometimes we take things for granted with how much free time you know we have here. Whereas you know a mm-hmm. lot of people in Japan, they really when you look at the average life, especially the people who live in the cities out there, yeah, all they the salary don't men out have there, time, they, dude. They work they, six days a week, or they go to school six days a week, and then they commute so, for two or three hours a day, and then and on their one exactly off it. day, on their one off day, they're doing chores the whole day. Yeah, really. And so most, I would say, the average Japanese gamer, and this might be this might be totally out of touch. If there's anyone that is lives in Japan or from Japan, uh, can who was listening to this can verify. I feel like most of the gaming that you're probably doing is on your commute. And what better way to do that than on the thing that you already have in your hands. And it's like, Oh, let me play, let me play a few hours of this match three game or play a little bit of this gotcha game. And and now dude, and now the Nintendo switches entire concept suddenly makes a lot more sense about why they did what they did. Yeah. Remember when Nintendo was making mobile games? (laughs) <laughs> that's probably the market they were trying to tap into. Yep. You know, and uh, to, I don't know what to what degree of success they did, but, you know, and, you know, as we're going to, we're going to eventually talk a little bit about uh, First Soldier and it being a Battle Royale game, which that was another thing people were like rolling their eyes at because a lot of people are tired of the Battle Royale genre. I mean, it's kind of like, I, I get, get it. it. It's not I totally thing. get it. Like, I still play Warzone every now and again, but like, I, I don't really play Fortnite or any of that other stuff. And like, I get it as someone who has, you know, if you have no interest in that genre at all, I could totally be like, all right, yeah, all right, we had enough Battle Royale. But battle royale games, if we we were talking about how mobile games are huge in Japan, battle royale games are super huge in Japan. That's why Apex Legends is coming out on the Switch. You know, it's like some a game that you would be like, why the game that looks like you know running on the Switch, you know, so muddy and so shitty looking. It's like no, it's big in Japan, so they'll probably eat it up out there on the Switch of all systems. So. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you probably have like Overwatch on the Switch and things like that, where it's like some, you you know, you could play it on the PC or whatever and have a much better time. But, you know, maybe someone only has people need that accessibility, dude. People's lives are busy. Some people spend every weekend in a doctor's waiting room, you know? Yeah. And as we were talking about before, how, you know, not everyone has a PS5, but everyone has a smartphone. Yep. So if you're talking about a console or a system that has the largest install base, it's definitely <laughs> definitely the mobile market, and that's why it's became I think became so lucrative in the first place. Yep. Um, but yeah, like the the idea of a mobile game being shitty, uh, I think is an idea of the past. I mean, they could they could make them shitty. It's an I don't idea know. of the past, and like it's such a it's such a narrow view of the world, right? Because like yeah. not everything is made for you. 
Yeah, you and know? also, I mean, I don't blame people for thinking because I, you know, we were talking before that I feel like most people's ideas of mobile games are like Angry Birds and Plants vs. Zombies. Yes. And like all this stuff from the beginning of the mobile gaming era. Go look at mobile, go look at your smartphone game, uh, you know, game store now. Like Dude, the Mario games. Kart, the Mario Kart smartphone game is really good. Yeah, and even like, I mean, aside from the fact that a lot of, <laughs> a lot of uh, the games that are being put on phones now are actually ports of older console games, yep. which is kind of funny. You know, you have like Grand Theft Auto and all, you know, all this other crazy shit on there. Um, you know, it's stuff that's being designed specifically for mobile phones. I feel like there's a there's a higher level of quality. There's definitely been some progression in the last five to ten years that I feel like makes something being a purely mobile game make it not as a you know appalling as it would have been you know five years ago or something like you know the final fantasy 15 uh you know tower defense game or like city building game whatever yep. the fuck that thing like that if it's if it was something like that i'd understand people being like kind of a you know skeptical or whatever or, or being cynical about it but it's like no it seems like they're designing these with you know with the mobile you know, engine and mobile, you know, design in mind. It's also, so. it's also worth mentioning that like they made it very clear in first soldier, it's canon first soldiers canon, but they said there's no dense story content in there. There'll be little nuggets Which and things good. that'll be cool to know that flesh out the lore, but it's not dense story content. Um, with ever crisis. I think what's cool about ever crisis is, you know, just like everything else, like, you know, there are other ways to play it, but, like, if you don't want to play it on your phone and you don't want to play it on your PC or tablet... It'll you, be on YouTube. It'll be on, on YouTube. Twitch or and you can something. watch it. Yeah. Exactly. I think... I think a lot of this stuff gets easier if you can, again, maybe find comfort in the idea that, like, you might miss out on playing it for a little while. But let's be real. A lot of us are really in love with the story and characters. And yeah, and that's that's the most important part of it. Honestly. And you're not going to be left out from that. If In fact, what's beautiful about the world in 2021 is that that shit is free. Yeah. You know, only the game For costs now. money. The story is free. <laughs> and it's not the same. It's not the same. No, of course not. It's not but... the same at all. But it's it's a nice comfort compared to like... It's better Again, than nothing. Where I where I was ten <laughs> years ago, where Crisis Core came out, and you know, I just I got I have fucking Advent Children on my DVD player slash V V. Oh God, what were they called? VCR. Fuck. Whoa, whoa, God, dude. going taking it back. And I just remember Crisis Core being <laughs> out. Like I didn't have a PSP and I didn't have a job, and it was just like, well. I'll Fuck. never. I just can't know what happens in there. <laughs> I guess yeah. And if you don't have a friend that has both of those things, then and I didn't. I was the outcast among my friends as a kid. I was the weird anime one. Uh, fucking, yeah. you know. Now we're all. Now we're all the weird anime. Now we're one. all the weird anime. Funny ones. how that turns out, huh? We won the. We lost the battles, but we won the we war. We won the goddamn war, didn't we? <laughs> 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 but fuck, but like, you know, I, I take a lot of comfort in that, that if I can't find my, a PS5 in time, um, or even if I wasn't ready for one in time, I could still have the joy of the journey and the joy of the characters. Yeah, you can still, you can story. still enjoy the, the, the discovery of all the new shit along with everyone else, which is, you know, like I said, it's, it's leagues above how it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. I think one thing Square could do to alleviate this is whenever Remake Part 2 comes out, this DLC should be included, right? So say you couldn't get your hands on time and you're like, you know oh, what? Yeah. I'm just going to wait for Part 2 to come out before I buy this DLC. Because the DLC is, without like the boss battle arenas and stuff, just the story content, it looks like it's going to be four to six hours of gameplay. So if you're one of those people who are like, you know what? 
$500 at retail price for a PS5 is not enough for me to play six hours of a video game. I'm mm. just going to watch the cutscenes on YouTube, and I'll wait for part two before I buy my PS5. Because there absolutely, I guarantee you, will be a version of part two that comes with part one and Ab- this It absolutely DLC. should. It's the only way to remedy this. Absolutely. It's the only way to remedy this. There's no, there's no, and you know, and, and another thing, you know, just a small little thing. Um, I will give Square credit for is making if you if you do have a PS5 or you do get one at some point that it's a free upgrade and you can carry your save data over. Yeah, it seems like and like again like I'm and open. That's, up, I'm that's open. Something I was gonna say that's just something that they could they could have been like nah you're paying for an upgrade or you're paying you're paying a, ten bucks they could have charged you ten bucks to get in the yeah. door. They didn't have to make it free, but they did. And know? this is where I come from, where it's like I'm gonna I've always been open with the audience. I'm a Square Enix shill at the end of the day, but. You know, it seems to me like they're trying to do everything they can to include everybody and leave nobody out. That's what Ever Crisis is all about. That's mm-hmm. what the free upgrades and stuff like that is all about. That's what not copyright claiming people using their stuff on YouTube is about. Um, mm-hmm. The lack of PS5s, I'm sure if Square could control that, they would. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure, you know, hell, I'm, I'm sure even if Sony could <laughs> do, if Sony could produce a million units a day or something, you know, they would. But, you know. I it's it's in that weird we're in that weird window of like you know like yeah there's the covid restrictions and all this stuff that has been affecting everybody and by the way you know we have we I think we talked about this about this in the pre-show or at least in the last week's pre-show that how this year I feel like is going to be the year that we're going to be feeling the effects of covid 100%. in terms of production um and especially after last week's uh, Nintendo Direct, I felt that way of like, oh, shit, there's nothing coming, is there? It's <laughs> not not a lot on the table. Yeah, it's like, I mean, there's definitely stuff coming out this year that I'm excited for. But, like, you know, especially you got to think that we're coming off the heels of 2020, which was a banger of a year for video games and pretty much only video games. <laughs> um, and no other, there's no, nothing else good happened <laughs> last year. Um so, yeah, I think it's just, you know, the expectations are a little high. And, you know, we obviously we have a new generation of consoles here. And, you know, there's not, you know, not a lot to do. I mean, now, shit. I mean, even beforehand, it's like, you know, people are like, oh, well, at least, you know, whenever FF16 comes out, I know I'm going to buy one. But now that <laughs> now that window has moved up considerably for a lot of people. Um, and, yeah, I think I think I think there's going to be a restock. There has to be. You know, at yeah, the very I least, think, not I, just for this, but just to get for all the people that have still been looking for one since November, you know, like yeah. there, there's still people that want to buy a PS5. And I mean, the longer it goes on without them able to buy one, more people are going to fall off. So it's in Sony's best interests to get as much out there as possible. And then, you know, dude, Sony and squares, bro. Sony and squares. Yeah. Best interest. Hopefully, um, hopefully no more scalpers, uh, you know, well, here's here's the good news. Lesson. <laughs> here's the good news. Scalpers don't last forever because, like, what happens no. is they get they get in early and they get the early stock. But dude, the second they restock PS5s and they're selling at retail value, the scalpers once they get news of restock is coming, they're gonna move quick to get all of those PS5s off their hand because yeah. the last thing they want to do because that's the thing. The, the, I love how this is turning into a podcast about the fucking scalping. Yeah. Scalping, <laughs> but it's like the thing is like. They have nothing to gain by buying these things for 500 and flipping them for 25 bucks yeah. after paying especially, for shipping. 
especially when because uh, I saw an article not that long ago of that uh, scalpers were coming out and saying that they they don't want to be de- uh, demonized by people because they're they're providing a valuable service as middlemen and it's like that nah, 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 suck nah, a nah. dick dude if this if if the if the type of people that we're dealing with are people that are saying that they are they're a more a service to us the consumer by instead of having us buy it directly from the source at a cheaper price that we're going to this random guy who's charging us $200 at least more. It's like, no, you're not providing you're a not service. You're not providing a service, asshole. You're providing you're a service advantage. for yourself. You know, you're taking, yeah, you're taking advantage of your, your, you know, it, uh, make, making it more advantageous for you and nobody else. So that's, uh, I will, I will repeat again, do not buy from scalpers. Do not, Tell your parents, tell their, tell their parents, tell everybody, you know, now do not buy from scalpers. Do not, uh, give them your money because they do not deserve your money. They don't deserve your money. And it's all going to pull back in the other direction eventually. And like at the end of the day, when most of us used to live in a world where waiting for video games was normal and waiting for your experience and having to save up money and do it yourself. And you know, the whole shebang, the whole shebang. (laughs) <laughs> we're stronger than this you know instant gratification it's ter- it's the new norm i get it i'm a vi- i'm i'm a perpetrator all, of it myself we're all yeah we're all guilty of but it we all we all in times like this we all need to dig down and find that 14 year old kid who was willing to save up money for three months before he could play the new thing mm-hmm. and it's like you you know <laughs> i was gonna say back in the day you know you had you know i would always have like what like five games or something, and I just have a cycle of like, oh, a new game comes out. Let me sell sell a game to get the other game, you know, and do all that kind of stuff. Dude, but- I was I was lucky, in my own opinion, I guess I was lucky to never do that. I hoarded everything. Yeah, I mean, to some, at some level, all, cause all it- my GameCube games retained their value more than the dollar. There you go. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, a part of me wishes I did that with some of my consoles, like. I wish I did that with my PS2 and Dude, stuff I, and some I of those games. I still have the Pokemon cards. I still got all of them. But I think that maybe before this spirals out too far. Yeah, before <laughs> let's, let's, let's wrap it up. We are. Yeah, I was gonna say hour. we we didn't really we didn't really talk about First Soldier, but uh, it's a battle royale game. So yeah, well we're gonna do we're gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna go into more depth. Into we'll this. go into more depth in the future, but and but we just kind of wanted because we just were I we were I don't know about you, but I was kind of bursting at the seams of like, I need to talk about this stuff. I need to, I mean, we've been talking about it on the discord with thank everybody. God for the discord. Yeah. Thank God for the discord and everyone on there. Uh, Cause we've all been kind of bouncing ideas off of each other I and just bouncing. Op- I was very open about my panic attacks. <laughs> and- <laughs> yeah. It was, it was quite a, quite an experience uh, reporting it live <laughs> to the discord and be like, oh, oh, oh. no, my favorite thing to do is report my panic attacks live to the discord. Yeah, uh, that was that was pretty good. And guys, I got guys. I got to experience your Sephiroth and Smash moments, <laughs> where I'm just like, oh, I don't know, Final Fantasy Sevens and State of Play, fuck. Um, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, I, I think we kind of kind of generally covered everything we wanted to cover here. <laughs> I mean, so like I said, we're gonna go and for people who had been listening to the last few episodes and we're kind of we're throwing around the idea of. Uh, covering before crisis and and dirge of service well i can happily confirm to you that we will be covering those games and the dirge of Cerberus just cut the goddamn line yep yep that's uh probably going to be in our next uh our next batch of uh breakdowns is probably going to be about dirge of Cerberus. oh yeah 
So you can look forward to that. Anybody uh, who was wondering if we were going to, because uh, <laughs> I know someone had asked in the Discord if this, if Ever Crisis made us change our opinion, if we were going to cover it. And, and it's like, it did. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah. It did, yeah, because we weren't sure if we were going to, and now we know for sure that we are. Yep. <laughs> and we, def- we definitely are not going to wait a year to talk about it. So, um, yeah, uh, I'll, if there's anything, unless there's anything else you want to bring up. Uh, I'm ready to uh, I'm ready to send us off if you are. Sure. Uh, I-, I will count us down this time. I feel like I always make you count down. I'll count us down this All time. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three, two, one. Da 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 da